everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth, and this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. I'm praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. We are thinking a bit about the mind and how it's affected and how we can keep our minds healthy. And this one really, uh, I just want to look at a, um, a scripture that talks of Jesus teaching about the heart and the mind. And he, he says a really interesting thing in Mark chapter 7. It says, verse 14, and he called the people to him again and said to them, hear me, all of you, and understand. There's nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him or her, we could say. Excuse me. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. So we're talking the word there, defile, is that sense of making us unclean and spiritually impure. So he so Jesus is saying it's there's nothing outside a person, verse 15, that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him? Since it enters not his heart, but his stomach and is expelled. Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of a man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness all of these things come from within and they defile a person now what jesus is talking about there he says that there's like this bubbling mass of us if you like in our thoughts and desires which is in our hearts and it's the operation of our hearts and the kind of activation of those things and they, which which is what makes us dirty spiritually it contaminates us and he lists some things that are pretty bad doesn't he like evil thoughts sexual immorality theft murder adultery coveting wickedness deceit these things are all they're more than just an operation of the mind but they come from deep within us and jesus uses the um metaphor of the heart and he says they come from the heart now traditionally people have understood the heart to be where our affections lie and where our love is 
emanates from, if you like. And so we all have emojis with hearts on when we want to say we love people. And now they're all different colours because we've run out of ways of saying how much we love each other. And so we have all different coloured emojis. We have them in our eyes and kind of moving emojis of hearts. And they all convey this sense that the heart is where our love is. Now, Jesus is saying, listen, you can eat a pork chop. And this to a Jew is actually shocking, but he's actually saying he's implying that all kinds of food are clean and none of them actually contaminate you spiritually. None of them are like actually make a difference to you in morally speaking. But he's saying, actually, there is something going on that does contaminate you. And it's the activity of your heart or my heart. And it's, he said that these, it's out of my heart that emanate all of these things that have um, the power to, to um, contaminate me spiritually and bring yucky sin into my life. But he, he also talks about the mind. And he says to Peter, uh, just over the page, because Peter's kind of like Jesus is talking about his imminent death and so on and how it's going to be. Um, then he's going to die and be raised again. And Peter's like, no way are you going to die. That's We're not going to allow that to happen, Jesus. You're our champion. We're going to stand in the way of that. And Jesus doesn't say, oh, that's really nice of you, Peter. Well done, fanboy number one. He says, actually... Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Get behind me, Satan. He's talking to Peter, who's one of his best friends. He's calling Peter Satan. Why is he doing that? Why is he being so hurtful and strong in his language? Because what Peter's saying, Jesus is saying to Peter, listen, Peter, your mind is not set on the things that actually God desires, but your mind is set on the things that men desire, that people desire, human beings. And actually, we're working for a higher principle here than just making people happy, which is really, 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 really important. Right. So let's just hold this thought. So Jesus has kind of told us that actually our thoughts can originate in our hearts and they can kind of bubble up from this place where the things that we really value are and we actually discover that we've begun to value things that actually contaminate us and bring us down and affect our thought life and everything else because our value system is out of kilter and out of step with what God wants for us. Now, if we're going to stay spiritually healthy and mentally healthy, the things that go on in our hearts really do need good attention. So we need a healthy heart and a healthy mind. And so let's just have a little quick look over in Colossians. And the Apostle Paul is writing here a few years later. And this is what he says in chapter three. He says, if then... If then, so this he's assuming that this has happened, but he's saying, if this is the case, then if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So if this has really happened, if you have been raised, elevated with Christ, 
Seek the things, go after the things, pursue the things. We were talking about pursuing love, weren't we? Um, he's saying, go after these things, pursue, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So he's saying, come on, these are the things we need to go after. We talked about in a different um, podcast, we talked about seeking first uh, as the utmost priority, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness is going after the things that Jesus values, that Jesus is going after. And Paul is saying the very same thing here. He says, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So he's saying, listen, you've died. This old you that is consumed and captivated by the worldly things that everyone else is consumed with and captivated by, when you come into Christ, when you enter into Christ and are joined with him in baptism, and you've surrendered your life over to him, you've died to this way of life and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And so he's saying, actually, your mind and your heart need to catch up with what has happened. So you have been elevated. Now elevate your mind. He says, set your mind on things that are above. The word therefore above is can be said high things or things that are above the earth rather than earthly things. He says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Now, Jesus talks a lot in the in what we call the Sermon on the Mount about worry. He says, don't worry about these things. Don't run after these things like what you need to eat and what you need to wear. Yes, of course you need them. But actually, your heavenly father knows you need them and he'll provide. He will look after you. He's promised to do precisely that. And so he says, actually, set your mind, put your mind into high things where Jesus is. Let that become where you operate from, from the place where Jesus is. And what's Jesus doing? He's seated at the right hand of God. That means he's in authority over everything. He's governing everything. He's the Lord of it all. He's not having a bad day. He's not stressed. He's not anxious about anything. And Paul is saying, that's where your mind needs to reside. That's where Paul White's mind needs to reside in the 21st century. And so so the, these principles are exactly the same as they were for the Apostle Paul. They're exactly the same for you and me. Now, if we go right back into... Oh, no, hold on. One, one more thought before we go there. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And he talks about putting treasure into earthly systems and storing treasure in, in um, kind of 
earthly wealth where it can actually rot away or thieves can, bandits can steal or you can have a stock market crash or all kinds of things can happen or someone can key your brand new car. Oh no, Arr! you've just spent your money on this lovely car and someone scratches it with a key when you park on the side of the road just because they're idle and you're like, oh, that's my beautiful car. And Jesus says, actually, don't let these things be where your real value system lies. Don't let the earthly treasure, earthly success, earthly wealth, let that not be your value system, but actually lay up treasure in heaven. What's he saying again? He's saying, put your mind, put your stock, put your emotional stock, put your emotional investment in things that are above not on earthly things. The same, same sense here as Paul's saying, right, so now we're going to flip right back into the Old Testament, into the Psalms. And if you didn't do the saunter through the Psalms, you can find them all on YouTube. Um, this is the biggest book. In, this is the biggest chapter in the Bible. It's Psalm 119. And it's all about God's word. And this is a really interesting little Three verses here in verse nine, it says, Psalm 119, verse nine, it says, how can a young man keep his way pure? Now, we know that that applies to young women. So how can a young person keep his or her way pure by guarding it according to your word? With my whole heart, I seek you with my whole heart. What's he saying? With all of my affection, with all of my love, with all of my passion, with all of my devotion, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. And he's saying this word, the words that have come out of God's mouth and have been written down, I'm going to treasure those words and they're going to be the treasure of my heart. And I'm going to fill my heart up with those things so that then what comes out of me, like Jesus was saying, all these nasty things come out of us that defile us. What's going to come out of me is actually going to be a blessing and going to be lovely and upbuilding for other people. And so when they run into me, if you imagine I'm carrying two cups of hot coffee across a cafe and someone runs into me, they're going to get hot coffee splashed on them. If I'm in a pub and I'm carrying two pints of beer across the room and someone runs into me, they're going to get sloshed with beer. If I'm carrying milk, do you know what I'm saying? If I'm carrying a big bucket of water and they run into me, they're going to get sloshed with water. And so what I'm full of is going to be what people get kind of encounter if they run into me and so I want them to run into the living word of God I want them to run into a blessing not a person who's full of anger and kind of or whatever or full of myself full of my own importance full of look at me how great I am and all the rest of it so he's saying, with my whole heart, I seek you. I've given you my whole heart. I've invested my heart in you. With my whole heart, I seek you. Sometimes, I don't know if you guys say it, but sometimes I say it to my wife or my children. I love you with my whole heart. I, I love you. I, I just, there's nothing, uh, every little fibre of my being loves you. And, and the psalmist here is saying the same to God. And, and do you know what? 
God can get us to a place where we can say the same thing and it, we really, 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 really mean it. And it's so truthful of us. And I remember being in a service a long, 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 long time ago uh, before I really knew the Holy Spirit very well. And they were singing, the greatest thing in all my life is loving you. And I thought, Do you know what? It isn't. I wish it was. I truly, truly wish it was with my whole heart. And I just began to sob and sob and sob because I thought I can't sing this song with truth. It, it, it isn't true for me. But it became true because God did a miracle in my heart. And and so this guy, whoever it is, is writing this psalm and he says, how can a young man or a young woman keep their way pure? What does that mean? It's not just about staying out of having sex with people and being pure in that sense, but it's being consistently godly and walking in the ways that please God. And we guard it according to your word. It's, how does that happen? Is it consciously a mind thing where we're constantly thinking, oh, God said that, I mustn't do that, I mustn't do this, I mustn't do that, I mustn't do the other. No, it's like I've absorbed his word into my heart and it now guides me and it instructs me and it teaches me and it corrects me and challenges me and provokes me. So one more, one more, one more, one more scripture uh, in Romans chapter 8, which is a massive really important chapter and I go into a lot of detail about it in my book The Christing about these two ways of living and Paul says in chapter 8 verse 5 he says for those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh now when he's talking about the flesh he's talking about our physical bodies and our appetites and our desires and he says we can live according to that in which case we'll have our minds set and obsessed about the things of the flesh so the things of the flesh would be what I want what I need what I desire this I fancy this I don't fancy this I want this I don't want and that preoccupation I've got to have this I've got to have the next that and it's that whole thing he says do you know what if you live according if you set your mind in that way You'll live that way and that will be what your life is about. But he says there's another way to live, a far more beautiful, glorious way to live. And that's according to the spirit. That's a life that's centered around the Holy Spirit of God himself. And he says, for to set the mind on the flesh is, uh, sorry, for those who live according to the flesh, set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. So my mind is dwelling, living, revisiting that place of the spirit day by day by day, moment by moment. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, that is really a strong word. And he's saying, listen, if you want to live to please God, come out of the preoccupation of the mindset on this life and the needs and pressures and wants and desires and appetites of this life and set your mind on the things of the spirit and then the spirit will guide you into that 
walk with God, where God actually provides for us and watches over us and gives us the very things that we need. Now, this is a tricky one because there are many, many very conscientious people who love God, who still worry, still anxious and pressured by the things of this world. And I would dare to say that we need to train ourselves to live according to the flesh and to set our mind. Sorry, we need to train. I said that completely wrong. We need to train ourselves to live according to the spirit and to set our mind on the things of the spirit, to actually pursue relationship with him, to bring our anxieties and our concerns and our worries to God and say, right, God, I'm doing what you said. You said, don't worry, cast all your cares on me or on him for he cares for you. Well, here I am with all my cares, all my worries, I'm putting them on to you. But equally, there's that part of us inside that churns up and we find those fleshly desires and those things that are in there that kind of we know are contrary to what God wants for us, that, that Paul listed, the um, covetousness, sexual immorality, desiring what isn't ours, really greedily, eagerly lusting after things that are not ours. And, and we need to allow that stuff to remain dead because it did die when we turned our hearts over to Jesus and allowed the spirit to give life and to treasure God's word in our hearts that will keep us and teach us and enable us to walk in his way consistently day after day. Well, there you go. Let's pray, shall we? Holy Spirit, we invite you to help us to live according to the spirit that we will set our, our hearts on you that we'll set our hearts and our minds on you and that you that what bubbles up inside us will be glorifying to God and will draw us closer to you, Lord. And we ask that those old things that characterise our old way of life would just fall away from us and we will be able to live lives where when people run into us, they get sloshed and covered with the Holy Spirit rather than anything ugly and nasty of our old nature. So God... We ask you to bring us close to Jesus, fill us with your spirit, day by day, moment by moment, in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. Have an amazing day. God bless you. I'm so excited to be able to recommend to you my book. It's called The Christing. If you haven't read it, I strongly encourage you to get hold of a copy. You can get it from Amazon or any other online book retailer, or you can ping me an email or contact me on social media and you can order your own signed copy. But this is a book exploring the joy and the romance of walking in a close relationship with the Holy Spirit and how he speaks to us and releases powerful acts through us and does supernatural things through ordinary men and women like you and I and how he just loves to draw us close to Jesus. So if you've not got a copy of it, go and get one. <laughs> And uh, do rate it and review it because that really helps. Thank you so much.